Hi, this is Dave Bradshaw, and you're listening to Scott and Paul's Rambling Podcast. Scott and Paul's Rambling Podcast. Hi. Scott, Mickey McLeod here. Feeling festive, Scott? Are you? Are you feeling festive? Depends on the day. <laughs> How are you, Paul? I'm good, Scott. I'm good. Are you Are you feeling festive? I am. We were, we were talking just before we started going about decorations and gifts and all that such. Yes. Have you got your gifts bought? Yes, all my gifts are bought. Haven't got my gift yet, prick. Yeah, well, you haven't got me my gift, I have know you? what I'm getting you, though. I know I'm getting you. Good. Hey. Yeah. That's that sort of thing. Fuck you, then. <laughs> how, quick, how quickly that argument was resolved. Yes. See, we don't argue. We're colleagues and professionals. Yeah. Dick. We're, we're <laughs> you got all your, you got all your, you got all your decorations out. You, i.e., you got your tree and a few, bit, a few bits of tinsel. Tree and some tinsel, and I've got the Christmas stockings up, and we have with the, mm-hmm. the crackers. And Brian bought some good crackers for Christmas. Mm. You know, um, quality ones. Um. um Get has quite. A, we have the same decorations every year, like all around the living room in yeah. my house. All kept in big boxes above the wardrobe, and then only brought down. And every year when you bring them down, because they're only used once a year, the amount of dust. Oh. like you're uncovering a fucking lost tomb, like somebody Indiana Jones when you bring yeah. them down. Wouldn't that have been so anticlimactic for him if he went into the tomb and found a box of Christmas decorations? Like <laughs> I went through all of that for tinsel. I need to get crushed by a fucking boulder for this for tinsel. <laughs> No, we don't use, use my, actually that much tinsel anymore. But but it's Christmas. Yeah, I know, but... Tinsel, man. Well, we've got enough shit that we hang on the tree, that with the lights. With our tree, if you added tinsel or anything else on, the fucking thing would probably tipple over. And do you have a traditionally green tree, or...? Uh, yeah, kind of. We, we have a, a snowy tree. Yeah, I've seen that. Well, this tree on the box is a seven-foot seven tree, right? No, there's a mom redecorated the living room earlier this year. Yeah. And puts like some new like, round tables that look like a fucking giant rich tea in the middle of the living room. <laughs> and she put one right in the corner. A giant rich tea. Yeah. Put a cor- one in the corner and one uh, bookshelf just along from it. See that spot there is usually where we'd move our big yeah. dinner table and we'd put the usually put the crispy where the dinner table is. Now, design wise that is not possible and I just like don't. So, Mum, before you went rummaging through that IKEA catalogue, did you not think logistically where are we going to put the tree? You've made me want a table that looks like a giant biscuit now. <laughs> well, you'd eat it, wouldn't you? No, I'd just go check my giant biscuit table. You'd be like, it'd be like black books. What are you eating? Some sort of dishes biscuit. Ta- table. Oh. Hey, Mum. <laughs> try and try fit, try fitting this in your your cup of tea. Yeah. But uh, my dad had the stupid idea of saying, put it on the table, the tree on the table. Like, Dad, the tree is seven foot tall. <laughs> It'd be like now that tree and elf they get with the park that's folded out yeah. the side at the top, they can't even get the star on top of it. That's what it'll look like. I was so depressed, I couldn't get a Christmas fairy for the top of the tree. We had, we, we plumped for a little snowman. My mum's got a, a Christmas fairy and a, a blue nosed bear dressed as a fairy. Yeah. <laughs> my mum loves blue nosed bears. We had a traditional little Christmas fairy that we'd had for so long, but then she looked like a little Christmas whore. <laughs> But do you know she was traditional? Or oh, make or make up not your regular Christmas war, a traditional Christmas war. Yes. Her makeup was all askew and she looked kind of 
you know, world-worn and weary, but my God, she was a traditional little Christmas whore. <laughs> she was your little Christmas Ross Doyle, wasn't she? Yes, and then my mother replaced her and didn't even pass it on to me because I thought that was a traditional little Christmas woman. Weirdly, a lot of the Christmas decorations that we've got, not the ones that go in the tree, but they are spread around our living room, weirdly are also in the shape of candle holders. They can be used for just regular decorations, but they're also used to hold candles in it. And I look, yeah. at, I look at something like, Mum, how, how often do you, when do you light this many candles any other time in the year? <laughs> Suddenly Christmas comes around, there's no lights on because you can just use all the candles to light yeah. your way through. It's like a Charles Dickens fucking novel. I, I, I like the candles. I bought a lot of scented candles for Christmas. Uh-huh. Cinnamon and apple and mulled wine and all that gayness. You, you, you went for mulled wine? I'm not, I never really tried mulled wine. Well, I've never drank it, but I like the smell of I, I never knew. I never knew what Muldoon was until I first seen that uh, Still Game special. Mm. I'm going to need plows on my Muldoon to buy a sheep they don't need. <laughs> oh, you got one. What, what, what one is that? It's the first one. The one, the, one where the eyes that overhears them, how they only give you a gift because she makes them the dinner and oh, she realizes they fucking use her and oh, also tries to buy the turkey. It turns out he's been sold one that's still alive. Oh, Aye, and tries to kill it but can't bring himself to do what it. One, what one is that one where Winston's a lollipop man? Yeah, that's the other one. That's Plum, the other one. one where Jack and Victor are in the choir and everyone takes the piss out of them. Yeah, aye, that's good, Gene. Come out wearing the gloves because they're cleaning up the back room. Oh, do all the boys in the choir wear marigolds then? <laughs> <laughs> but yes, we are... We look, are... How, look how seamlessly we transitioned into Christmas chat from the hollows, isn't it? Well, yeah, yeah. But we are we are getting Christmassy. We should... Yes, it is. Well, it is near that time. It's less than a week away. I know. Jesus, where does the time go? Uh, do you know? Do you know what the fascinating thing is about Christmas? It's amazing how quickly the money disappears from your wallet. Well, isn't that the true meaning of Christmas? <laughs> what? To see how quickly the money can disappear from your fucking wallet. Yes. I was nice today. I even I gave a charity bucket man a pound, I and I gosh. usually don't. I usually give him like between twenty and sixty pence, but I gave him a pound. God, it's a true Christmas miracle. Paul Potter was a pound to give to charity. I always do give to that charity because it is a cancer charity. There is cancer. There has been cancer in my family, so I believe it is a worthwhile charity. It's a Christmas charity. It's Christmas. It's a charity I hold dear to me. So that's one I will always give money to. That's a, that's a little bit of my. That's a little bit of heart that I have. Yes. I don't have much of it, but I do have a little. And then legend has it Paul's heart grew three sizes that day. <laughs> legend also has it my heart is a black callus inside my soul. But not at Christmas. But that too. At that Christmas, too. That, I'm so a little brief, nice. The beef part is not black. No, it's just kind of grey. Speaking of Christmas, I haven't watched that many Christmas movies this year. I did go see The New Grinch with Mum the other day. Was it good? It's okay. Uh, Who was the Grinch? It was uh, Benedict Cumberbatch, voice the Grinch, but he he put on more of an American thing. As it kind of sounds like the American accent Hugh Laurie has when he Sherlock voice... Holmes. Yes, that. But it kind of sounds like his American accent kind of sounds like the same accent Hugh Laurie puts on when he plays House. Ah, so he sounded like House. A little bit, but it's still funny. He's good in it. Like it's kind of thing where it's not. Pretty like if you like an old one of the other versions and you go see it, I don't think it'll ruin like oh the Grinch is ruined. No, like it's not that <laughs> thing. But it's it's just a bit of fun. It's just there. Yeah. It's a new take on it. You can't, not like you can't. when they, not often like when they reboot something unnecessarily, and uh, people say, "Oh, it's you." You still got the original. It's not going to ruin it. You can still see the Grinch and have a laugh with it. He's it'd, good it'd in it. It'd be like, well, like the one, the one Christmas sin that would completely destroy Christmas and make the world collapse in on itself, is if anyone ever dared to reboot or remake a Muppet Christmas Carol. I don't think you could. 
No, but you know the, the way this world is nowadays with movie makers having absolutely zero ideas new. It wouldn't really be much of a reboot. It's probably much have the same characters as in the Muppets would come back, but they'd probably just have had a different Scrooge. It wouldn't be that much of a change, though, Couldn't would it? have a different Scrooge. Michael Caine was godly in that I'm movie. just saying, like, with most reboots, you have a completely different cast, yeah. where it's just be a reboot that had very much the same cast because you'd have the Muppets back. You just gotta have a Muppets cast without the Muppets because it would be... The only actor in my... Well, only two actors, in my opinion, who could possibly play Scrooge other than Nick wonderful Michael Caine mm-hmm. Patrick Stewart or I think he has he has actually yeah. played Scrooge or before. Ian McKellen Patrick Stewart has played Scrooge before years ago in yeah. film. I remember I watched it in school once I can't oh. remember what it's called ooh Morgan Freeman <laughs> he could play Kermit's part <laughs> I, I, I like the game as the ghost of Christmas present actually the more jolly of the, of the oh, ghosts. Because yeah. the ghost of Christmas past is quite depressing because it shows them all the bad points. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the Christmas future doesn't talk, so it would be pointless having someone with a voice as good as Morgan Freeman in a role where he doesn't speak. You see, if the, the Christmas spirits roles are played by peoples, mm-hmm. you know who could have played it quite well if it wasn't for the fact he was dead? He could have played it to bet he's dead. Chris Farley. Yeah. He could have played that. <laughs> to bet he's dead. To bet he's dead. A reboot of Muppets can't, can't be any worse a version of the Christmas Carol than the fucking Jim Carrey stop motion animation version that came out in 2011. My god, that was all. Was it where, bad? Where, well, he, where he voiced Scrooge and the three ghosts himself. Was it? But was that when Jim Carrey was going through that period where he wasn't quite right in his head? Well, this is 2011, so it was probably near enough that time. Yeah. He's not quite right in his head. Has he ever been quite right? Have you seen? I've seen. Have you, have you not watched Dumb and Dumber? <laughs> of course I've watched Dumb and Dumber. Who hasn't watched? Have have you not watched The Mask or The Truman Show? I've not seen the Truman Show, I've seen those other two films you've Do you know what? After this podcast, I'm going to make you watch the Truman Show. I'm sorry, I can't watch the Truman Show because I have other places to be and things. Where do to you do. have to be in to do? I have to pick up a prescription for my mother in the town in Patrick, sorry. And then I had to be home by a certain time to let my dad in because he finishes early. Because it's his last day before he's ah. for a few days off for Christmas. What does your dad do? He works in forest furnishing. He's a salesman. Forest furnishing? Yes. He's yeah, been in some sort forest. of... Forest. Yeah, he, he's in some sort of sales, but he's worked mostly in forest sleep. He's left there, but, always, but, usually, but usually goes back. He works in forest furnishing. He's in sales. Yes. Yes. At least I believe that's what he does. <laughs> I know he works in forest. I just can't, I just haven't bothered to ask him. Brian what, works what? in Tesco. In the shop. <laughs> so like, I'm, I'm, I've never bothered to ask him, what actual position do you ha- do you hold? But plus, at this stage, I think it's too late to ask. It's one of those things where you don't know someone's name, and over as time passes, it's too awkward. It gets more and more awkward to ask. I hate that. I experienced that all during the week. Yeah. There, is this, there is this gentleman I know that lives in the local area, <laughs> and he is a nice dude. I will not say anything against him. He's a good guy. He always chats away to you. <laughs> but, you know... I have no idea of his name. <laughs> he knows me. And I just, I hope and pray that it never comes up with that of his name because I have no idea what it's called. I heard. I someone, hope he doesn't listen to the show. Yeah, I heard someone say it once, but I did not think to recall it. And then when I went to remember it, I was like, oh, you? fuck you with, with the face. Yeah, you. Oh, I really... It'd be really bad if he was listening to this right now. Yeah, I'm like I'm like that chick from the Good Place. Have you seen <laughs> that? 
well, you've talked about. I've seen clips earlier. I talked about the oh, clip yeah. where the guy kicked the dog into the. I sun. honestly, I honestly think if you were any more stressed, that you know the way you get sometimes when you're really stressed out on the podcast. I have no idea what you're talking you're about. Exactly <laughs> like the character, the character, the black guy in that. <laughs> you're exactly like him. He gets a stomach ache when he has to make a decision about things all the time. Well, I'm not that bad. Like he went, he went to a muffin stand, <laughs> and he had to make a choice to what muffin he wanted. And he freaked out, and he was like, uh, and he was like, what should you do? You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to cry. Uh. Well, I'm not that bad. When I go into Costa, I know what muffin, exactly what muffin I'm going to get. What Ras- muffin are you going to get? Raspberry and white chocolate. Are they nice? Nice. And if not, I'm gonna get if, not if not, I just get a regular chocolate one, because I can't be asked to get anything else. Do you know what muffin I get? What? None. Because I go into, well, I very rarely go into Costa because I personally think their coffee sucks. Oh, well, I don't go for the coffee. Oh, I know, you go for the cakes. You're very, you've been very vocal positively about the cakes. Yes. And I will not discount, they smell and look <laughs> lovely. Yeah. But I have had their coffee. It sucks. I, I remember they once had a thing, essentially it was a giant Jaffa cake. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking beautiful thing, so it was. Yeah. And do you know also? It made me of the bit and chicken one where they're eating the giant custard cream, the giant damage, dodge of the two rats. Yeah. Uh, also, right, I went into Costa once and I had had their coffee, uh-huh. and I, I thought, no, nah, I'm not gonna get, I'm not gonna sully my taste buds with that shit again. Uh-huh. So I thought, I will have a cup of tea. They can't fuck up tea, surely not. They did. They, they managed to fuck up a cup. How in the name of Christ? How can you fuck up a cup of tea? Tea bag, water, milk, no trouble. But they managed to fuck up a cup of tea. And it was nearly as bad as a shitty coffee. Well, they're not called Costa Tea. Yeah, so they're called good. Costa Coffee, but we can't get either one of them right. I was going to say, yeah, but they have more more, fo- more of their focus is fucking up the coffee than fucking up the tea. They can't do anything. They can make the thing, give you one hell of a muffin. I bought one of their frozen coffees once. Because I. Why, would, is, why would you do that to yourself? Well, I, I particularly in Starbucks. The best one. In Starbucks, I well, love a well, frozen coffee. Well, they have a lot of money to spend on the resources for their coffee, you know, all, with all that money they don't use on tax. Yeah, <laughs> good good Starbucks. I say that like someone who actually pays tax. Do you know what else I've noticed on this festive season? What have you noticed on this festive season? How much Iron Brew is not being bought. Mm-hmm. You know, before less faggy tax came in, and before Iron Brew decided to fag up the recipe. <laughs> and I can say that. Because A, I'm a gay, and B, I don't care. You know, I am not I am not one to care about people's pussy feelings. But Iron Brew. It's still gathering dust on the shelves. No one cares. Because it's horrible. Because it's not Iron Brew anymore. And not only that, but that fat lisping bobag. Jamie fucking Oliver is trying to stick his fucking nose in New Zealand's business and Canada's business now. Oh, what's he got against them now? He's saying they should have a sugar tax now. Have you seen Canada? Most of their money is made off of sugar, like maple syrup and all that yeah, shit. But I, I don't mean to stereotype, where, I don't really know much is, about Canada. Where does that fucker get off and try to stick his stupid, faggy, fucking fat, lisping bastard nose in other country's business? Clearly, that's why he gets off on. He's just a cockbag chef that can't even cook properly or keep his restaurants working. And you know it's Christmas time, so he's probably going to be shelling another one of his shitey bits. 
Look at this one. I'll buy it just to go and shove it up his stupid arse, a fucking fat dick. I if hate you, Jamie Oliver. If you can't afford to heat your house this Christmas, buy one of Jamie Oliver's books and burn it for warmth. Yes. No. Mind you, mind you, knowing Jamie Oliver, it'll charge more for these books than it would probably cost you to heat buy, your house. Buy his book, set it on fire, and launch it through his letterbox. Easy peasy. Then he can worry about his house being on fire rather than worrying about other people's fucking business. I hate him. Passionately. Really? I had not noticed. And I'm surprised no one else hates him as much as I do. Oh, of course, my people do. You know, with such a venom as you do, but people do not like him. No one should like him. He's a cunt. Well, there's that, yes. Or, if you will, in the sense of Burniston, a cunch. <laughs> Have you not seen Burniston? I've seen Burniston, I don't, don't remember Don't you recall that. Real Man Takes Manhattan? Uh, remind me. Ah, well... I know, I know the sketch, I just don't remember that but It's the sketch for the... I know the sketch, but I don't know the bad words. It's the sketch for the guys in, you know, the toffee-nosed Scottish guy doing the... He has a bit of an accent on him. He's doing the Drew McIntyre and... No, Drew McIntyre's cool, you know what I mean? But this guy's going to... I'll have the tuna. <laughs> tuna, mate! Tuna! <laughs> you know? Who says tuna? No, he's like, what do you want for your dinner? I'll have a tuna. Tuna, mate! Who says tuna? It's cha, cha! You know, need, need tuna in there, just a cha! Uh, then, then this waiter guy turns into a chicken and he's like, one me, hen. One well, the old guy, because see this guy here? This guy's a cunch. <laughs> <laughs> And then they're slowly like, real guy takes Manhattan. I think it's true, man, because a lot of the guys in ICW would would take the fist out of Drew when he came back. Like, because his accent was kind of, he had, he had to dim it down a lot to, he understood when he was over in New York because he was going over to the US a lot. Was, and they, they'd always take, they'd always, always take the fist out of him, like, when they were talking to someone who couldn't understand, like, I'm sorry, would you like me to do the true McIntyre? Hello there. Right. <laughs> so, who talks like that? <laughs> Scottish actors that have slagged after America <laughs> and fannies. <laughs> You know, what are you talking like that for? Talk about your da, your uncle would talk, or your uncle, your da. <laughs> like, it for me, it doesn't matter how many films I do watch in, like, for the majority of December. Yeah. By the time it gets to Christmas Eve, I will still be watching The Muppets Christmas Eve without fail. Yeah. And if I, even if I feel in the shittest mood, after that, I will be ready for Christmas. Yeah. Because no matter how you're feeling, if you're feeling Christmas, or if you're already full of Christmas spirit, Nothing like the nothing like watching the Muppets because I had to get you really excited. Do you think in that particular scene with the little guy singing at Scrooge's door, uh, and he opens the door, what do you want? Do you see me as that person? What Scrooge or the wee guy? Scrooge. You know, in the what do you want? Well, the part for the song, Governor. Well, the well the bit where he throws something at him, that part I see you as like. Oh yes. But the wee excitement when he hears the open door open, like ah. I, I, I felt like doing that once to a fucking Jehovah or some... There was some religious cockbag that came to my door once. Did you do that? Hello, I'd like to talk to you about Jesus. No, they tried to talk to me and I went, eh, no, bye. <laughs> I did... See, the best way to stop those pricks talking to you? Don't give them a chance. Just be rude and slam your door shut. That's what I do. See, because if you give them a chance to talk, they'll talk at you and talk at you and then you want to punch them right in the dick. But... But they're, but they're Christians, so they'll have to forgive you, though. Yeah, so... Hey, last, hey, you're just giving me an out. I can get away with assaulting them. Yay! 
Cool. Not that I condone violence in any way. I will, take gar- I will take Garfagi pamphlets and choke them with them. I hate religious people. Or fucking do-gooders. Or... I don't hate people per se. Really, you really hard not to think that way, Paul. I don't hate you. You, you give that. You give off a certain impression. I don't hate you, Scott. I like you, Scott. You're a good guy. Yeah, as long as you're pals with me, you still have a podcast to rant about and vent your opinions to people. If we did not have a podcast, I would still be your friend. I hope. That's why you think I started the podcast so other people would have to suffer, not just me. Thanks a lot, Scott. <laughs> That's harsh, man. Uh, but although I'm, I am upset by that. Not say. really, I don't care, but... <laughs> <laughs> I was say, oh, speaking of help people being jolly this festive year, me and my mum, after we went to see uh, the Grinch, we were in Claybanks, Empire Cinema, we went through next door to the, the Asda to get some shopping. Yeah. Uh-huh. And my mum was buying a bottle of, I don't know, a bottle of something for... A bottle of booze. A bottle of some sort of booze for her colleague and work, Kevin. And she was buying one of these like bag bags that you can put like long like Christmas gift bags that you can put the bottle yeah, in. Yeah, yeah. And on the bag it just had a simple message that like, the tis the season to be jolly and all that. Like simple festive message. And the woman behind the checkout, probably like most people who work in retail around this t- this time period, is not really feeling the festive the festive period. As we could clip like blatantly tell, as she looked at the took one look at the bag and went, Aye, that'll be right. <laughs> <laughs> and then for people to say Going to us about the fact that she's having to work Christmas Eve this year, and like they're open to like back at seven, but it'll probably be close to back at eight before she actually gets it and goes home. And so, but to really gave us the story of the time a few years ago where she was working Christmas Eve, and two women were fighting over the last frozen turkey. I'd have, I would have videotaped that to watch oh, at co- Christmas. Co- of course you would, but uh, we wouldn't. But I'm like, I just think to myself, I didn't say this out loud, but I said to my mum later, like, I'm pretty sure we just went to see a film about her. Because we just came from the Grinch. I'm the sort of person, let's see if I've seen two people fighting over the last turkey, I would try and antagonise the situation. What well, well, we should be asking in that situation, why the fuck did you two wait till Christmas Eve to buy a turkey? Yeah, why? What kind of idiots are you? I have a turkey in my freezer. Mm. That is, you know, reasonably sized, it's a medium turkey, yeah. you know. It will do people, and if we don't like that, we can fucking deal with it, <laughs> you know. Yeah. I ain't going out and buying more food. Mm-hmm. They will eat that fucking turkey. Because I'm not going to fucking eat it. Festive season for me is to eat snacks and drink. I did Another thing I did this week, I went uh, on the Tuesday, this is kind of a last minute thing, but are you familiar, or have I mentioned before, the One Fall Sessions? You have not. No, it's a thing Simon Cassidy, the ring announcer, hosts from, uh, from ICW, the ring announcer, he hosts a thing called the One Fall Session. Essentially... Gunnar Deji brings up brings in some people from the wrestling scene, mostly from ICW. Yeah. Usually Billy Kirkwood comes along as well. And they just, they bring people on the hill stories to have a few laughs and all that. Yeah. But they do a thing where you've bought a because t- you've bought a ticket, you've now entered their circle of trust as they say, which means <laughs> which means no videoing yeah. the things. I so I think I mean like if you want to find out what happened, you need you should have bought a ticket or maybe somebody who went with you will tell you. Yeah. Or like and also it gives it lets the guys on stage feel like they can be more open because they know some not somebody if they have, if they feel something about somebody they they don't know the person probably wouldn't like to hear and they admit it on stage that no one's gonna film it and then send it out to whoever they said it about. Mm. See, so, you know, it's a good one. I only got it because uh, Stacey. I went with a couple of guys for SSR because one of them, Stacey, she had two tickets that she'd bought for a pal, but both yeah. her pals had pulled out the last minute and they had it gone spare. And I went, oh, I'll go. 
You got a freebie ticket? Well, I paid it. Well, I gave the money back. Oh, oh right. Because oh, I'm a generous person. It's only six quid, so you know. Oh, no. Years and years ago, I got a freebie ticket for something, but it was just given to me because one of those situations <laughs> where a friend of mine at the time, who I've not... I wouldn't really... I'd still call him a friend, but I've not seen him in a million years and know <laughs> nothing of our current situation. <laughs> but it was a, a friend of mine from back in the day who had fallen out with their friend. <laughs> and... She had been in that situation where she had bought two gig tickets mm -hmm. for Green Day, funnily yeah. enough. Not really a, a band I listen to a lot, but, yeah. you know, I'd still give them eh. time. We're fun, you know. But, well, they were fun before they went really faggy, but at the time, they weren't so faggy. Mm -hmm. They were still fun. And she went, look, this person's a cockbag. Mm -hmm. Do you want this ticket? And I was like, hey, cool, I'll take the ticket, I'll go. And at the time, I went there, and I ended, I ended up paying about that much attention to the gig and making out with someone, so it was good. Oh, <laughs> you see, had a good time, eh? Yeah, yeah, free ticket, make-out session. Heard Billy, Billy Joel... Right, Billy Joel Armstrong, is Bill, That's his name. I heard him insult someone on stage, so it was good. <laughs> because he went and he invited... He'd done that thing he did where he gets fans to come on stage and play a part of a song. Yeah. Right? And he got this fat chick on the stage mm -hmm. to play a part of a song, and she sucked. Uh -huh. And he was like, you get off the stage, you're shit, bye. <laughs> and then he got this guy on to play, mm -hmm. and the guy was shit hot. And then after that, he went, right, you fuck off, Well, You're supposed to be good, but not better than me. Fuck off. <laughs> so it's kind of funny. I think the Killers did that for a while, or they did it on the recent tour, where like yeah. the young guy, what the hell thing, can I play the drum or can I play the famous <laughs> thing, right? Yeah. And they went, I fuck up, let's And turns out the guy only asked it because he actually could play, so luckily he could play and he was good. Yeah. And that became kind of a thing that started happening at some shows, like some people who could actually play a thing like, Saw a video from their their show at the Transmit Festival in Glasgow where yeah. the guy asked to play drums and he played a, a drums for one of their songs. He was right, was like quite good at it. Oh, uh, I see, I see that a lot. Like, and I also, 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 like even if you're not a fan of them, the fact that you got to be on stage and yeah. that's been a hell of a thing for him. I the coolest one I seen was a fan, you know that fan participation thing. Yeah, it was the glam metal band Steel Panther. Yeah. Right, and they like sort of comedy, mm -hmm. like. We have a song called Death to All Butt Metal, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? But on their gig, they got an 11-year-old, right? This 11-year-old mm -hmm. guy was at their gig, and he was like, please let me play this song. Mm -hmm. And they brought this kid on the stage, and the kid was a fucking, like, guitar virtuoso kind of <laughs> fucker. Yeah. yeah. The kid was awesome. And the singer was like, right, Satchel, man, you're sacked, man. This kid's fucking shit hot. You know what I mean? And it, the kid is like, I mean, pretty much famous now, but yeah. the, guy, the kid was so fucking good. He came on the stage, right, and he just looked like your typical little American 11 year old, little mm -hmm. floppy haircut, kind of quiet hoodie. He sat on a chair, got the guitar, and then he just went, sleep at me, like, yes, man, you know what I mean? And the band were like, props to this kid's dad for bringing him to a Steel Panther game, yeah. man, you know what I mean? Uh, I, I don't know like I know you're not like recording with but I don't know if they allow me, if they don't, if talking about a lot of what happened here would violate circuit trust I'm not going to kind of risk it but I will say one thing yeah we were playing they were playing some Christmas games that they ran would draw randomly out of this wee looking they brought the, like the referee Thomas Cairns along he, he saw his 30 pool names that happened and they ended up getting him involved in shit yeah. and, and uh, at one point they played head sound thumbs up <laughs> <laughs> so a laugh was had by all also where pal Jamie took the yellow ticket and she showed up with crackers for people like, she showed up with Christmas crackers they were really shitey Poundland ones my, oh. bro my, my brother 
was like getting a bit annoyed because he doesn't usually lose it. Crackers. Do we even get a pop out of those things? Those things. Well, but then also we got it one fault, and everybody and everybody's chair, everybody's chair had a cracker as well. And my brother is not never usually loses it. Crackers. Yeah. He lost four in a fucking row. Oh. Even I beat him, and I rarely ever beat my brother at pulling crackers. So I always lose. You talk. You talk about uh, things like that, right? I said you were like that guy from the good place. Yeah, he got a stomachache playing rock scissors paper because there was too many variables. <laughs> yeah, stop comparing me to the guy from the good place. Any- Once we are done, I will show you a teensy clip, and you will see. Anyway, teensy clip. I get stressed for act for proper reason, not because I can't choose a fucking muffin. That's so a you're get, thing. You're getting stressed now. Because I'm comparing you to a fictional guy. I'm just trying to move on from you from these comparisons. I'm trying to talk about other things. Uh, well, before we move on, well, on the subject of music and Christmas, are you at the stage where you're getting a bit sick of Christmas music? Probably not as much as the people who are working in retail and have to listen to it almost every hour. I, every I day. would assume so. Although I have heard that uh, Wizard song twice today. You know that "Wish I Could Be Christmas." Oh every yeah, that's day. one. That's one of the best, isn't I it? I do love that one. When I was in the shop today mm-hmm. and I was in looking at stuff, I, I couldn't help but sing along. I was humming along when I was like, I wish it could be Christmas every day. You say you've heard it twice. It's probably the second time that hour the, people, the poor people in the shop had heard it. Yeah. Heard that uh, Slade one as well. Oh, yeah. Deal yeah. with, that, with that grating intro. It's Christmas! <laughs> You're like, shut up! <laughs> I don't care! But, uh, Really, like now I told you about the whole story about people coming going after the fucking uh, fairy tale of New York. Yeah, I'm trying to think like how long do you think it's going to be before Wizard gets somebody to go try to ban that Wizard song because of the song "Art the Bit Are You Ready Children" part in it. Like someone someone's <laughs> going to find some conversations of that they're going to take it really out of context and really going to ruin ruin it. What you mean with those people that might make fucking Santa Claus gender neutral? Who if you're one of the people, you are a cunt. Uh, people who forget. I mean, what people forget is Santa Claus is a fictional character. He's a he's a fictionalized version of a of a Christmas uh, a saint. Yes. Saint Nicholas, mm-hmm. who was not a chick. I don't believe in this religious pitch, but if you're going to try and fuck with something that is in fucking folklore, you know, mm-hmm. Jesus, man. Yeah, no. So it's a like. Like if he was like truly a made-up character, then you can really just do whatever you want yeah. with him, really. Cause, old, cause... old Saint Nick, dude, Krampus, no, no, a dude. Like, like they change, they change like what the the look and gender of like characters in fiction all the time. Mainly because, because they're a bunch of faggy well, mainly, be, well, mainly because they're fictional characters, so they can do really whatever they like with them. But like you said, this one is based on an actual person that yeah. lives. Saint like Doc, Nicholas. Like, like Doctor Who. Doctor Who is an alien, so his gender really does not matter. Yeah. That's okay for him to be a woman or a guy plus, or a he's, plus, he's, plus, he's one of the bad guys who's essentially an evil version of him. At one point, regenerated it as a woman. So really, by logic, the Doctor should be able to regenerate as a woman. Yeah. And you can clearly hear my language. I've learned, I know fuck all about Doctor Who. Doctor Who is not my thing. I, I liked... A little bit of Doctor Who. I mean, I like Tom Baker with his big scarf. Yeah. I liked him. Yeah. And I liked the Doctor that was the Doctor before him, John Pertwee, ah. who was also Wurzel Gummidge. Huh. With Scarecrow. Was he? Yeah, he was Wurzel Gummidge. John Pertwee. Oh, yeah. I'm thinking of someone else. Really. Yeah. He was... See, the Doctors and 
in my mind, it was it was John Pertwee, Tom Baker, and then there was the other cunts. <laughs> there was that bastard who played that silly old cunt and still game. No, Sylvester McCoy played that silly old hermit bastard. Was that who that is? Yep, that's Sylvester McCoy. I didn't know that. Oh, oh Jeffy still game, I didn't know that. Aye, that's, that's Sylvester McCoy, that's Doctor Who. Huh? See, the more you know. Huh, I guess you. Do you feel good now? I feel good. Oh, every day's a school day. Yes. And I am the fucking teacher. No, 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 I've mentioned the killers. They've had some Christmas songs in the valley. They, do, they started doing one in two, songs in 2006. Like, and they've started doing recent one every year because I think they do it for charity, really. Like, any money they make from the songs yeah. is really just giving... Well, sorry to cut in, but you know how it was my song choice this week? Well, is it really? Because we we both came up with it. You technically came up with the one last week. Well, I, I have a good Christmas-related one for the final song. Well, I'll, I'll hear it yes. Would, would you like me to tell you? Yes. You know, have you seen A Nightmare Before Christmas? No. Ah, well, it is a corn version of a song from that. Uh-huh. List is Halloween. Hmm. And it's... Anyway, trust yeah. me. So yeah, the killers really—they don't really make it. Do it for to really make money. They do it for like charity. <coughs> like, like the charity local to like Nevada, where it's work, which is where they're from. Nevada. So, aye, they're from Vegas. So, what? Nothing. So the thing it seems like they don't really make it for. It's not really intended to be played. What? <laughs> so do they gamble with their popularity? You know, from Vegas. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> I had to, man. I had to. You tried, and it was shite. But you didn't come up with any. Anyway, they only do it because it's really for charity and that, and also because it's Christmas. And like the first song to the six was called "Don't Shoot Me Santa," which which involves, which essentially is the story of Brian Flowers getting tied up in the desert and Santa Claus threatens to shoot him because he's because he's been naughty apparently. <laughs> Sounds like the evil Santa for Futurama. <laughs> Yeah, there's that. Yeah, yeah so there's that. Uh, yeah, a song, I think it was the following called Boots, where the song, there's a quite a touching video of a dad who's very little money and he's separated from his kids, so he's struggling to put some money together just to be with his kids and yeah. get his kids a good Christmas. So quite a touching song, and the song I think was a bit reflecting on Christmas memories and all that. And then a song called Great big slayers and all that, which is a bit thinking about Chris, wanting Christmas to be like how it was when you were younger. Yeah, isn't it? And then just from there, from then on, they just started getting a lot weirder and a lot more shite. You know, it's one of the sad things. Like, but you can't really. But I feel bad even saying talking that quickly about because when you think when you think realize that they're really only doing the songs for charity anyway. It is something on a more somber note. though. it's like when you think about Christmas, like. At the age you are now, as yeah. opposed to Christmas when you were a kid, it's mm-hmm. it's never the same because yeah. like when you were a kid, it was so exciting. Mm-hmm. You know, like some of the things that I've got for Seb, like you know, that's the kind of things I looked forward to as a kid. You know, like you get you get your present, and you talk you you get these fucking people right, and I I don't judge how you people open their gift. I do think it's a little odd, well, but at least people that are delicately open their gift. Where, like, you get some people who don't want to rip the paper. Whereas when I was a kid, the first thing you did, you ran to the tree, you grabbed your presents, you know, uh-huh. like, this is my haul. Uh-huh. Those are my things. Uh-huh. And then you ripped everything to fuck. Uh-huh. You know, and sometimes, like, when I was younger, 
the biggest present got opened first. You know, you grab the biggest thing and you're like, right, what is this one? Really, I tend to save the big <clears> presents. As I grew a little bit, I saved the biggest one. You know, because, like, the biggest present for me, and, the like I say, the best Christmas present I ever got was my Sega Mega Drive. That was mine. Mm-hmm. I got my Mega Drive, and it came with the two pads, and it came with Batman Returns, Home Alone, and Mega Game 6, <laughs> which had Revenge of Shinobi and Streets of Rage on it. And, you know, as a kid, that was fucking awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had played about half hour of Streets of Rage before I even opened any more of my <laughs> presents. I opened the big one, I was like, set this up, set this up, let's play this, this is awesome. The only sad thing about it was, like, you know, I didn't have anyone to play it with at the yeah. time, you know. The first thing, one of the first things I noticed about how different Christmas is when you're older compared to when you're younger. Yeah. As, as I noticed as the years went on, when I when I would try and write down what I wanted. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because when, when I was a kid, I could fill, like, almost a full, like, page... <laughs> And your parents are like, so what out of this is like, I, like I had feasible? A, like, I took an A4 page with like the lined paper. Yeah. I, and I could like a whole site, one site of the thing. I could write a whole list of what I wanted. I knew deep down I wasn't going to get all of this. But I had my I had some ideas. About, did you, did you I, ever, I had ideas what ones I wanted more than others. Did you ever underline the specifics? No, I think I should have. I think I, maybe I might have like put the ones I wanted most, like at, at the start of the ones yeah, I wanted most, yeah. and just worked my way down to sort of other things as I went. Because you know when your parents are getting down the list, they're not probably going to read if you've got like a two-page list or some shit. But as the things went on, like <coughs> I think I've kind of relied more on what my mum and dad, because like, more often than not, they, they know what I want more than I, than I do, because more often than not, they gave me something I didn't even think of, and I'm like, oh, this is good, because they know me that well. Yeah, because I mean, the first year where I, first time that I I, I wrote a list it, and I noticed it like like five or six things, I realized like this isn't usually how it is. Usually I've got a full page of this, and I just re- that's when I truly hit me. Now, now, nowadays, actually, now, in the last few years, I now but even write a list. I email links to where my mum could buy the things she going to, so she can get the shit online because that's quite how it's done nowadays. True, I I do have a thing that I. I really still embrace about Christmas though, and I'm looking forward to this year because like we're having a family round. That's something that you enjoy more so when you're older. But Christmas, like see, being with family at Christmas, yeah, and all the, mm-hmm. I hate sounding so saccharine here, but and sugary. But like when you're spending well, time with some, your family and well, this is maybe a happy time no, of year. Yeah, so you know, but you're that, talking is, about that is a thing that you enjoy when you're older. You know, you spend time with your family, your loved ones, you see them opening the gift you bought for them. But anyway, on. we have, do have other things to talk about other than Christmas, even though we've made a good... Good half hour of Christmas. Yes. That's the way it should be, a good Christmas ramble. Uh, yes, we have uh, <coughs> TLC happened, what feels like forever ago, because I haven't on a Sunday record this on a Friday. So good by res- time, good so results, by, too. So, so by the time it gets round to, to fucking when we talk about it, it feels like so long ago. It does, but good results. Yes. Yeah. I'll go, let's quickly run through Two matches in the pre-show, one of them is a ladder match, which made me think, what the fuck is this world coming to? Yeah, yeah, Elias and Lashley, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah, and I thought it was maybe, like, all people were complaining about how it doesn't make sense, like, you had to pull the, la- the guitar down to use it when you've got a ladder to use, and then it just turns out, oh no, you just need to pull the guitar down and you win, like, so yeah. essentially Bobby Lashley's fighting over a guitar, what does Bobby Lashley care about a guitar? It's a stupid concept, but it's no dumber than that fucking concept from the early Survivor series. 
the nightstick match. Oh yeah, well that featured a Polish and a prisoner who who and a prisoner who complains he got beaten up with a nightstick. No, no, so no, no, he no. wants to use the nightstick. Like Ex-convict. Well, for more of it, who wants to use the baton on the police officer or the corrections officer who used oh, it on him? Interestingly, I had more of a story. Oh, I'm saying I had more of a story rather than this match. Yeah, but interestingly, the thing is, when he went, you know, it was a blink and you'll miss it period in WCW. He was actually called the prisoner. Of course, yes. Great inventive thinking by WCW. I know. Like, look, friggin when IRS went to WCW, it was called Michael Wall Street. Michael Wall Street. Wasn't he a member of the ever-growing NWO as well? Yeah. Well, fucking Virgil can get in the NWO, so anybody can. No, 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 Vincent. Fucking whatever you call him. He's still Lonely Virgil. Let's not talk about him. <laughs> now I feel depressed, but there were some unique spots in that ladder match. Like, lastly, lifting up the ladder and sword, then flipping it over on a, a ladder, yeah, like, yeah. overhead suplex, and lastly... Uh, Elias into the ladder. I'm just happy that Elias won it. Yeah. Although, I, I put this out on Twitter because I was live tweeting from our Twitter account at SP Rambling. Yeah. I tweeted it. Does anyone else think that Leo Rush is looking like, a bit like Argyle, the limo driver from Die Hard? <laughs> yes! A lot of people, and the only, only, I think you can tell I just watched, I'd watched Die Hard a few hours before I watched this pay-per-view because... Isn't that a good Christmas film? Great Christmas film for all the time. Yeah. Uh, Yippee-ki-yay, motherfucker. So I just looked at him and I'm like, I'd walked in Argo and I am like, my God, it's Leo Rush. <laughs> and then also on the future, there was the, uh, before that, there was the no. uh, the Cruiserweight title match with Cedric Alexander's rematch against Bobby Murphy. I'll say this about Cedric Alexander. As much as I don't really like him as a character, he can hit a fucking Michinoki driver like a few, few others. Like the way he just seamlessly just like, just like blinking him, is it? Can, you're down. can he hit it the way that Taka hit it? It's just saying, mainly the speed, like, someone's running on the weed, the speed in which he picks them up and just drives them down. You could, if he went any faster, you'd miss it, like, yeah. where the fuck did you get there? Anyway. Yeah. Right, and so yeah, we go in the, we've been the pre-show, onto the main card. Well, you said there was two, what was the other match? I'll tell you, the Cruiserweight title and the ladder oh, match. Cedric Alexander won that one again. No, but Murphy won oh, that, he retains. Oh, no, I was going to say, I'm going to mention Mustafa Ali, who, who... But he defended the title against it the last pay-per-view, but no, we'll get to him when I talk about what happened on Ron Smackdown. Because oh. some big things are happening. It's going to be in the cards for Mustafa Ali. I, I, the only thing I know in regards to the shows uh-huh. is that it's a McMahon control again. Which, which, which I know seems for most people to be like, oh, shit. But, no, I think but, it's going to be interesting. But, but there is, there is some possi- big possibilities, but we'll get to that. Six debuts we will talk about. Yes, we'll get to them. Main first women match was the mixed match challenge final, which was the team of Mahalisha, which was Jinder Mahal and Alicia Fox versus Mahalisha. That's yeah. actually pretty cool. Against Mahalisha. the fabulous Truth, Carmella and our Truth, and they mixed match challenge final. And a lot of people, a lot of people are like, "Why are these two the final teams?" Like, well, mainly because they're probably the few teams in the mixed match challenge that were someone didn't get injured and had to be replaced. So the win- the winners got over like an all expenses paid vacation to wherever they wanted. Who won? Um, and they got the number 30 spots in their respective rumbles. Tristan and Carmella won because, weirdly, they were getting surprisingly popular in the last few weeks. And they won with Carmella tapping out uh, yeah. Alicia Fox to her cool, fin- her cool submission, the Code of Silence. What's with that? Like, I don't get, like, the whole thing about Carmella, right? Because one minute she's, like, mm-hmm. she got a push and she was a women's champion for a little while. Well, we And can... then she's with Truth, and Truth's never really been taken that seriously. 
Well, we talked about maybe about Carmel title reign on the SSR this week because we talked about the worst of the year, which had mean that I had to re relive the horrible year Kane's had, especially that Ugh. abomination of a crown jewel event where his mask fell off. A repeated kick to the balls for any Kane fan this year. That's what his I, mask fell off. His mask fell. I tell you about that. His mask fucking fell off. We should have we should have submitted Shawn Michaels by taking a duster to that fucking dome of his. But the the point is. Anyway, anyway, it wasn't no. good. Like weirdly, her being repaired Ray Ellsworth. Like, who would have thought being paired with R Truth was that was an improvement? But compared to Ellsworth, anyone is an improvement. And R Truth for a guy in his forties is fucking ripped, man. I know. You know, that's just. Do you know that's one of the things that really does confuse me in regards to R Truth. What? He okay. has the look that Vince McMahon wants. Apparently, he and Vince are actually very good friends. Yeah. Probably why Truth's been kept around so long. He and Truth are. He and Vince are very good friends. Like mm-hmm. not in the way like he buys up to him, like but but Vince actually likes him. Like he think he finds him quite funny and yeah. a nice guy to be around. So Vince Vince is looking really old now. <laughs> well, he is like seventy. No, like, like, you know, like he's probably long, properly looking his age. It's just for the longest time he just looked like Vince, yeah. and now he's kind of, his face has melted a little. Well, that's what I think. Some people look slightly younger than they are for a while, and then suddenly like time like fucking hits them. They properly yeah. look their age, which is what, what I'm I fear will happen to me eventually. Do you know who looks incredibly well? Not incredibly, looks quite old when you see him close up. Yeah. Styles. Well, like, what? see when you see AJ Styles well, and he's in like a bit of or something? He's in his 40s now, so... God, that guy's wearing a 20-year-old's look. <laughs> Don't yeah. you think? Yeah. Like, with the long hair and the designer beard, which seems to be everyone's fucking thing now. Anyway, like, that match was thankfully short, and uh, Carmella didn't realise, apparently, when they were injured after the match, you had to actually fill in in advance where you wanted to go on your all-expensive trip if you won. But Kurt but Arturo went, Don't worry, I've... I've actually filled it. I took the liberty of filling it in for you, and you do like, oh god, what's gonna happen here? Like, and she's she's listening. Where are we going? And she's listening all these exotic places, and you're like, nope. And he goes, where? We're going to Stanford, Connecticut. Yeah. <laughs> I just pushed myself laughing that. Was, I thought it was funny. <laughs> uh, Truth said some great moments. Though. You see that bit where he ran into the rumble uh, and brought a ladder with him, uh, and then went and climbed up and went, ah. Uh. Right. It's not a letter match, Truth. I remember that year's mania. Someone had a sign in front of us that said, Archer thinks this is SummerSlam. Same <laughs> <laughs> uh, match was, I believe, the triple threat for the tag titles. The Bar v. Oh. Usos v. The New Day. Yeah, The Bar. And The Bar won. Yeah. I love The Bar. You seen they did another rap battle and SmackDown, hosted by The New Day. It was The Usos versus The Bar. And The Bar did a version of Ice Ice Baby called Ice Ice Shamey. <laughs> <laughs> But Don't yeah. you love the bar, though? Yeah. I, I remember this being a good match. Uh, I really liked the finish, and now suddenly it's gone from my mind. It was mind. Cesaro, wasn't it? No, I think it was Sheamus. Sheamus caught uh, Woods with a broke kick. Aye, but when he was aye, he went dive, a... he's diving DDT through yeah, the rocks, yeah. and he caught him with a broke kick, and then he had another one, which was pretty cool. It reminds me of their finish from a few years ago when they beat the New Day's record, or they broke the record, where uh, they did the fake-out tag, and when Kofi thought he had Cesaro won with the Trump party turned around to a broad kick because they'd done the fake out yeah, yeah. tag and I actually thought they'd legit fucked up and then you realised oh no <laughs> and it was actually quite smart on their yeah. part yeah that was good so yeah the bar thankfully are still the champions I think every time the bar wins Sheamus's mohawk should gain another centimetre in height <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, and she- Cesaro's head should become shinier it's a weird thing when they show the graphic for when the bar have a match Cesaro has an actual beard, but weirdly the beard, the version of the beard they show and the thing 
looks like they've superimposed a beard on to make yeah, it look, yeah. like well, it's like hor- a horrible CGI beard that you put on. <laughs> like you have an actual beard. Take you an actual. You have a real beard, man. Do you not have a current photo of him to yeah. put in there? Jesus, like it, but uh, then they did the TLC match between Braun and Corbin. Now this didn't get a lot of good praise, like wrestling wise, but I think storyline wise, this was very smart. Because yeah. Heath is the referee, and Braun came in. He did the uh, Braun came out when they thought he was going to get forfeited. And he had his arm in a sling. Yeah. And he said, like, now remember, this is no DQ. So say someone wanted to help me, this would be completely legal. And it came Apollo Crews, Finn Balor, Rudin Gable, like all people who have been fucked over by Heel Corbin. Rudin Gable, who's surprisingly early tag champs now. Yeah. Don't even. Yeah, go figure with that one. And then even Kurt Angle came out, who lost his job thanks to Corbin. Yeah. All, all hit their finishes and hit him with chairs. And Braun just like, and even he later turned on Corbin. Yeah, I see. I've seen the highlights uh, on YouTube. And, Ron just puts his foot on him. Yeah. And they're like, which really is storyline wise smart. Finally, the baddie gets his, like, I his comeuppance. I am happy for one reason, though. What? For one reason and one reason only. Maybe now Corbin will actually come out in his fucking wrestling gear. Eh. Maybe. Maybe. I mean, what the fuck is with that? Stop, stop doing corporate Kane. Kane already done it and it did not work. <laughs> and at least Kane took his fucking shirt off. You know? I've got to give props, uh, uh, more props to Kane for corporate Kane than GM Barron. At least, like, no, I don't mean to, I don't like to, so like him, but at least he, stopped, he went back to Demon Kane and stopped, stopped wearing, not wearing it before he started putting weight back on. Because yeah. at least for most of his corporate Kane run, he at least seemed in shape. But as soon as he, like, as soon as he went back to the, bit the of suit, a belly. I was going to say, like, does the suit add weight? Is there a pouch in there somewhere that <laughs> adds a belly? I just think Kane is all, apart from maybe his early run, Kane has always had a bit of a... Mm-hmm. Bit of a punch. I would I would love if Braun came out with a thing and then just rammed his arm into the permacon suddenly his arm was fine like when Kane went back to Demon Kane and he somehow stomped the ground and somehow his leg was his somehow broken leg was better again. And also you were you were kind of off on your belief. What? You know, you thought maybe Wyatt would make his re Yeah, we, yeah well, that was the that was the common rumour. Yeah, yeah. Well, was I was reading rumours like online rumours recently and I had one rumour I did hear was that we're supposedly going to be a major push for Balor soon. Yeah, I heard about that as well. Uh, How we're going to work that little the way we've been kind of burying him recently. I think he actually was meant to win the IC title. I thought it was on the start. He was meant, I think he might have been supposed to win the IC title last year's Mania when Seth won it. Yeah. Because maybe, because now he and Miz were added to the elimination chamber, it was a seven-man chamber. Yeah, yeah. That was only done because it was maybe Balor Club who'd recently started teaming together versus the Miz to Raja elimination chamber, six-man, yeah. which is going to lead to then Miz-Balor one-on-one for the IC title at Mania, where I presume Balor probably would have won it. But then because Jordan was maybe the sixth-man in the chamber and it's going to lead to him v Seth at Mania, yeah. and Jordan got injured, they had to add day two to the match and thought, we can't have Seth not doing anything. So they added him, and I think because of that performance in the gauntlet match, yeah. is probably why he won the title. So is Jordan like? Is he done now? Is he injured? To... I think I think he. It's really looking not good for him. What to... happened to him? Because one it... minute he was there, next minute he was gone. I think it was his neck or something like that. So he Tyson killed himself. I don't think he Tyson killed himself, but it's not really looking good. Do you he, think he could? At least, get... at, least, at least he can still walk though. So. Oh, was that a bad injury? Well, no. I'm just like if it, I think it's the reason, but most people who have serious injuries like. Like hopefully, thankfully, it's not like the kind of neck injury where he can't like move about. Well, who injured him? I have no well, idea. What, who was he fighting when he injured himself? I honestly have no idea. I should really look this up more. I mean, honestly, being honest, right, and I don't, I, I really don't mean to 
put any negativity towards Jason Jordan because it's just the storyline he was dealt. Uh-huh. But the storyline he was running with was kind of pathetic yeah. anyway. He did his best stuff with it. Yeah. He tried. It's a shame for such a young guy to mm-hmm. have had such a shitty storyline and then be injured. You know. But from that match, we went on to Big Boss Man v Big Show. I mean, Ruby Riot v Natalia. It's essentially the Big Show and Boss Man feud from 99 this year, isn't it? Ruby Riot v Natalia. Yeah, because the, the main storyline is Ruby taking shots at Natalia's dad for being dead and having yeah, a table with, yeah. the, table with Nyhart on it. I heard the PG-13 a little bit with, with one of them saying, oh, you bitch, and blah, blah, blah. And yeah, like, like I, I was half expecting her to come out with a poem like, like Bug Bossman, do you remember this? Yeah. He was on there with deepest regrets and tears are so. I'm sorry to hear your dad finally I'm, croaked. I'm, I've got to be perfectly honest though, and I'm I'm I say nothing personally against Natalia because she's a great ring worker. Mm-hmm. She yeah. is, but I just like when I see Natalia wrestle, <laughs> I feel nothing. Yeah, no, I haven't felt she's anything so... for ages. You know? Yeah, you see why I didn't want her to win the fucking money in the bank. I pleaded that she would not win the she money. She didn't, though. did you? No, mind. It was thus that one I remember. Oh, yeah, yeah. I but, played anyone but her. But no, I just. I have no interest in it. Is it her dad had better personality than her? It's not like someone put on Twitter that night. Like, did, did Jim Nyhart have this much storyline story line when he was alive? Because he's mm. been a major storyline of her. And yeah. there's a part where like, uh, we right, dragged uh, Natalia over to the table where, with Nyhart and she essentially said your dad's ashamed of you and all that. Yeah, yeah. Like, fair news, like she took out the riot squad. Both members of the riot squad got put through deals. Like Liv Morgan took a hit bump where she got knocked off the apron and went fucking flying back. Yeah, yeah. And banged her head in that. Went through a table. Fair news to her. And uh, I think did like she slipped through and hit like, a power bomb through a table off yeah. the middle rope through a table, which is like, good. Good this, this, this led to a bit of a bad speech for me because this would be the first of three matches in a row which I would get. I would incorrectly predict. Oh, I, thought, on. I thought Ruby Wright would would get like. Some good heel heat by winning this match yeah. through nefarious means and all that. And but she make, did not. Well, make her a potential women's title challenger. But anyway, but then we go on a uh, Drew v Finn. Yeah. And I had Drew, and Finn won. Yeah. But uh, like Dolph got involved, like Easter Brick kicked Drew on the outside behind the ref, but and he had, Drew got a chair at one point, but even though this wasn't, I had no DQ it. And I swear to God, Finn kicked the Joe kicks him, but I'm pretty sure he kicked the chair into him. Which I think should have been a DQ, but nothing fucking happened. No. Which then led to Drew and Dolph arguing back to he's like, I didn't need your help, why are you dead? And they got into a scuffle. Yeah. Which led to them fighting the more, next day on Raw where Drew came in and battled the both of them. I was happy about that. When Drew battled them. Yeah, because I I don't care about Finn Balor. Okay. Well, you haven't been getting a reason to, have you? No, I care about Demon mm-hmm. Finn Balor. But that little tard in the leather jacket and the pants... <laughs> I don't care about him. He's a little tired. I care about Demon Finn Balor. Is it weird that I still laugh at the fact that they've called Dramantair's head but the Glasgow kiss? No, <laughs> And I don't care about imitation Shawn Michaels. <laughs> Alright? I mean, you, you did you be, notice you, on you, you Raw the other night even be... smoothed his hair out? He basically, he's taking Shawn's look. Imitation Shawn Michaels, can you be a bit more specific? everybody wants to be Shawn Michaels seemingly yeah. well obviously Dolph Ziggler really 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 wants to be Shawn Michaels he's wearing his gear he's wearing the same kind of boots as Michaels he's wearing fucking wrist gauntlets and he's even smoothed out his faggy hair he looks like Shawn in the early 90s and then somehow 
there seems to be a weird thing with chairs matches where if it fills to me with a mask, it's somehow good. Because Kalisto somehow had a good chairs match a few years ago with Baron Corbin, and then Ray somehow had a good chairs match with with Randy Orton. Yeah. It was good, but now Ray does that thing where he slides out the ring and does a splash onto somebody. Yeah. We did a thing where he put the chair on his chest and slid out, so the chair landed on Orton. Yeah. It was a good bit where he went to do a sit and sit on on a on a like a folded chair on the Orton and Orton moved, so essentially Ray landed ball first on a chair. Oh. So no no more little Dominics running around. <laughs> well, not so much. Little, have you seen the size of his son now? Is his son bigger than son's, him. Son's fucking huge. That must make Ray sad. Well, well there, mind, you, mind you, most people are taller than Raymond Steve. There, that's my song, Kidnap the Sandy Claws. Yeah. <laughs> that's my song, Christmas. What a cheery, cheery. It is a cheery song. And I also just turned my volume down completely in case I accidentally hit play. Yeah. So, yeah, I think Ray, and Ray won because, like, I had Brandy, and after the last two, I'm thinking, like, geez, might as well have fucking Ray win and. And like make it a trifecta of things I've got wrong. Little did I know Ray would actually win. Yeah. <laughs> I can't remember. Like, I think he had Randy went for an RKO on some like chairs that had been set out. Yeah. Then then Ray pushed him and Randy sat on the chair and and he Ray had kind of a hurricane ran from a seat position. Yeah. Onto Randy and got in, I mean some kind of roll up and then got to fuck. I must say I'm mildly surprised at that considering how strongly Randy's been. Well, I think it was kind of a flukish win. So Ray and Ray being an underdog, that's kind of. Yeah. Kind of had him. Lucky underdog. I think he managed to just get a win and that's going to anger Randy and when he's probably going to come back even more vicious. Because Randy has been portrayed pretty strong and pretty vicious recently. Well, the whole whole thing is Randy being like, has a temper, so the fact that he lost to Ray in such a manner is probably going to set him off even more. The man man is unhinged. Well, that's one way of putting it, yeah. Saying that he has a temper. He is, he is, he is, he is getting the push without the reward, if you know what I mean. Something I found weird is the fact that Samoa Joe and Jeff Hardy have been going have a feud on TV and yet they didn't they weren't on this pay per view. Fucking everybody had a, seemed to have a match since maybe fucking Natalia got a match on this pay per view. Our truth and Jinder Mahal got a pay per view match, but these two didn't get a match. That's fair, but who really cares about Samoa Joe? Well, not anymore after he's lost up team matches to AJ Styles. Yeah, who cares? I think, I think Who would have cared about Samoa Joe even if he had won those matches? No one. Ronda beat Natalia and Ronda beat Nia Jax. Ronda's a butthole. Sorry, but she is. I felt bad. It's like no one really cared about this match. As soon as they made the other match a TL women's match a TLC match, nobody cared. Yeah, about this one. Yeah. And Tamina was on the outside and did pretty much fuck all. Although the one good moment I did like is Ronda got the arm bar in, right? Yeah. She got it on the fist that, uh, that, that uh, Nia always looks to. There's the fist that she punched Becky with. Yeah. And she grabbed the fist, she kissed the fist, and then pulled right, and then pulled back on the arm, and quickly, obviously, Nia taps it because you're going to tap it if you're putting an arm bar by you. Someone who's legitimately tough. Uh, and then backstage, as she's holding the arm, she runs into Becky Lynch. Yeah. Does Nia do and Becky Lynch punches fuck out of her. Ah, <laughs> good. They saying, like, I haven't forgotten. Yeah. I mean, I personally hate Ronda Rousey because I don't think she's that good and she looks weird. And I hate Nia Jax because she sucks. You can hate Ronda a wee bit more after what's... Because it, it looks like she's turning heel. <sighs> yeah. 
It was uh, the WWE title match next. She can turn heel all she wants. That doesn't make her good. Yeah, but you, you tend to like heels more than you do faces, though. Yeah, I do like heels, but see, I like heels when they have a little bit of character. Ronda Rousey well, has no character. Well, they're trying to give her a, a character... It seems so ingenuine because she's there because they they feel that think they seem to think the main character is to give a face is someone who smiles all the time, but for, let Rhonda be an arsehole and let her be more badass as a heel, then she might have, have a legitimate character. Yeah, she might, but she'll probably not because she hasn't really gotten over yet. Well, and no one gives two fucks about her. Well, they did before they put her in a feud with Becky. No, we don't give two fucks about her because you know why? She's basically the female version of Brock Lesnar, and who gives a flying fuck about him? No one. He's just a pain in the arse who keeps turning up and not defending a belt. Ronda Rousey might defend the belt and she might pretend to be the female Roddy Piper, but who gives a flying fuck what she is? Because what, she sucks. Fucking she's apparently defending the belt on next week's Raw. Fucking more Raw defences than fucking... I think she defended on Raw before a few months ago. It's fucking more Raw defences than Brock Lesnar's yeah, ever who had. Who is she defending it against? I can't actually remember who Probably won. someone who's obviously not going to win. I know, but still defending the belt on TV. I, can, I cannot wait. Honestly, until Alexa Bliss is cleared to wrestle again. Why? Because at least she was an interesting fucking champion. Yeah, I'll mention her in a wee bit. Yeah. But her. Anyway. She was a good heel because she was cocky. She was very Shawn Michaels esque. Mm-hmm. In a sense, because she was cocky, she was good, and she knew she was good. She had every right to be cocky. You know? They have these generic, like, a lot of the women wrestlers that are really, really good now are legitimately tough and legitimately fucking good, but they have no personality. You know, but if you bring, like, you've seen Shea Bezos heel working in NXT. I've seen that chick like, all the day. Like, she's cool. Like, it's like, she's, like, he gets legit heat from people until they've brought the other two four of the four horsewomen in and they've seen where they've started wrestling NXT. Yeah. If you bring the three up, let Ronda join them, let them all act that way, let them all act like dicks. Yeah. They will get over as a heel group, because also, and partly also because wrestling fans seem to hate people that come in from outside. That's true, you know. Even though, people, even people like them seem to, even though, no matter how people like Shane Basil seem to take to pro wrestling, and the fact that they forget that unlike Ronda, she actually wrestled in the Indies for a brief period before coming in the Mae Young Classic, so, yeah. like, she's not like, to, totally new, even though she's not as, she hasn't been at it as long as some other people. Damn. You know, I, I mean, I hate most modern wrestlers because they have no legit character. Yeah. Most of them don't. But if we, I think we've talked about this long enough. If we move on to the WWE title match of Daniel Bryan, or the new Daniel Bryan as you keep calling him. Yes, the new Daniel Bryan. Although, how, can, how long can he be called the new something? He can be called it as long as he wants to be. He is legitimately cool. Yes. And I, I'm surprised I'm saying that because I didn't like Daniel Bryan. Well, this is what I'm saying. Like, the right kind of heel turn and what you do when you turn heel can make you a lot more interesting, as I was trying to say. I mean, and Daniel, gave, Bri- and Daniel Bryan. You new ring gear. Yeah. More in turn with his American Dragon kind of deal. And he went back to calling the yes lot the LaBelle lock. The LaBelle lock, yeah. So this is like they try to do the same. They teased doing the same finish, like when they went to the ref, but then AJ stopped them from doing the low blow. Yeah. It took a wee while to kick in, and fuck, I forgot the finish again. <laughs> I tell you, it feels like so long ago. I forgot what the finish was. <laughs> I know Daniel retained, obviously, but yeah. 
wasn't a case that uh, AJ went for a second phenomenal forearm and got caught? I think so. Is that not, I think it was a submission finish or a legit power finish or something. Oh, God, I can't remember. I just know that Daniel retained, retained and I was happy that Daniel retained. You know, and I'm I'm happy that he's not calling it the fucking yes lot because I hate it sometimes when you get people turning heel. <laughs> For some reason, we still seem to retain certain aspects of their face character. <laughs> and he is, he is doing it smartly. He is doing everything he can possibly do to <laughs> vanquish the face Daniel Bryan because, yeah. like you, I think it was you that told me that it was Daniel Bryan himself who was pushing for long enough the same yeah. way. My character's stale with me. And a lot of people are coming out like, oh, he's, he's merchandises. Real surprise, his merchandises went down since he turned here. Like, well, of course he is. Why should you really buy heel merchandise? I don't think Brian really cares about it. It's like he, he, he gave an interview on W.com like, saying, like, people giving him shit about people who try and sell their t shirt coming out every week wearing then their new t shirt. Yeah. Which is like, I've got a new t shirt, I'm not wearing it. Yeah. Like Jericho, when he turned heel in 08, he didn't, he didn't want a new t shirt or any new merchandise because the more people. That are where he's merchandised that are the less people that are booing him when he's yeah. out there. He wants so to old school, old school, old school heel tit. And you see, I've got to say, and I, I hate to bring him up, right, because he's basically gone now, and thank fuck. But JC, yeah. yeah, he. I do want to see Bumblebee when it comes out. It does actually look good. What's that? Bumblebee, the film. He's oh yeah, 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 he's in there. He's, he's promoting the a baddie in. But. He, if I'm remembering right, and this is me trying to, not trying to praise the man, but trying to meet him halfway, as it were. Yeah. He, when he was still, you know, relevant, mm -hmm. I think you told me he tried to convince him to let him have a heel run. I think he was up for it. Like, I think he was meant to turn heel even on 06, when he, that whole thing with Edge, when he was, if he lost, he was imagining for a while. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was meant to turn heel in, in that match with Edge, even though he lost. And be like the top heel on SmackDown for a while. Yeah. And then I got, and you can apparently tell on seeing his face at some points that, that he feels a bit shitty about just winning because he knows it's just the same old shit and fans will hate that. Yeah. And like even in 2011, when he stood with the Rock, when he started shoes with the Rock, he was like about to get new stuff made for his new heel character when he was, yeah, because he knew he was gonna get bit anyway. But then they just bottled at that as well. So do you think, like considering the age of Cena? <laughs> I mean, he's still, I've watched him, right? He's still a legitimately in shape guy and mm -hmm. shit like that. Do you think there's any possibility that they will bring him back and change his character up? I don't think so, because he, every, every time he comes back, he keeps teasing, like, I don't know how much long time I've got left in wrestling-wise. And he is, like I said, he's played a guy in the new Bombay and he's starting to take a couple more cute baddie roles in films. I think the reason he gives an interview is, like, I don't know if he'll ever play a baddie again in wrestling. wrestling. So I'm taking the opportunity to do it here and my other... The other thing I love to do. See, I'm curious. Which is, which is, which is an interesting idea. I'm curious to you know, like, if, if, if Cena has enough. Um, like, you know how The Rock can come back, mm -hmm. right, and basically get away with anything? Yeah. You know, because he's The Rock. Yeah. You know, do you think Cena has that kind of sway now where he could come back to WWE and say, look, I'm only going to come back on these particular terms, like, I'll wrestle a part time schedule. But it has to be on my terms, kind of deal. I think he has that in a sense. He's like he might stay like get out of Crown Jewel, so they allowed him to get out of Crown Jewel. So he does have some. He must have some sort of sway if he got out of that. Well, they allowed 
Daniel Bryan out of it too. Yeah, no, well, like I said, if he and Bryan are the few people like, you, can t- you can see how much I guess goes to how they, what relationship they have with the higher ups and with Vince mm. as compared to some other people. But, I mean, you look at Daniel Bryan, right? Okay. And I use him as a perfect example of what, like, what Cena might be able to get. Mm-hmm. And I'm realising that I have 20 minutes left. Mm-hmm. But Daniel Bryan managed to turn himself heel. Mm-hmm. And he, he, he probably brought up logical reasons for it. Mm-hmm. Cena. Mm-hmm. If he still has the physicality left in him, uh-huh. and I think he does, right? Mm-hmm. I genuinely, I'm surprised how positive I'm being about the man at the minute. But I strongly believe he has the physical capability to come back and at least do another year or so. Yeah, if he run. wants to. If I he think, wants to. I think he's thinking more so like he's he's taking these like what he's the opportunities he's getting outside and his age into consideration because mm. he is like forty odd, but so you, he knows. You think about it, we could. They could really revitalise his career for the last couple of years. He could come back and he could really revamp his character. For example, could Jericho, like, his 2016-2017 run, he calls the best of his career. Like, and now he's, like, 48. He's doing stuff in New Japan and all that, and he's getting a lot of people talking about the stuff that he's doing yeah, even he, now. Is he not one of the top heels in New Japan? No, he's, like, he's, got, he's the RC champion now, though. He's, yeah. he's going to be in their biggest show of the year again. And a guy at 48 years I old. I know. He's still kick, even, he's finding new ways to change the character and get people talking about him. Even look at Triple H. When he, I mean, what is Triple H? He's 40. Late 40s. Mm-hmm. Late 40s. Not far off 15, I think. 2016. Mm-hmm. You know, he won the Rumble. And I mean, I think that was more so trying to help Roman. Roman, but he won the Rumble. And people did seem for a moment a little more interested in Roman, thanks to a proper. Little Triple H run and Triple H won another title to his name and yeah, like I think probably part of the reason Triple H only on the few weeks Triple H chose to go to Saudi Arabia is being because he's a higher up and he's like if I can go then like it'll show other people that they can go. And plus I think Triple H not to get me a hilt, but you know I think Triple H may have been happy that he technically emulated one of his heroes, (laughs) winning a Royal Rumble and winning a title at a Royal Rumble. Fair enough. Yeah, like. Like Rick like Rick in ninety two. I think the only two matches left after the very match uh, you had Seth V Dean which was, oh, it, was it technical but dull? It got boring chance. Yeah. You got chance of Becky Lynch during the match. I must say though, from what I read, right, and I I unfortunately I did not see much of this match but I did read mm-hmm. it was a technical match. showpiece. Aye, but know? like I think people were looking for more like than to be either more emotion or more like it probably should have I, had been one of the matches on the show that had like the TLC stipulation on it because it's so personal. It does disappoint me though that yeah. people don't seem to appreciate when two wrestlers put a yeah no, ability into the match. I think they were expecting more because like they were expecting more of a fight more because yeah. it's a personal issue. Like, and even like they showed Roman's speech yeah and the promo package I mean, and then they showed then the bit later that night where Ambrose yeah. turned. I mean it's so rare to find wrestling fans you can 100% make happy you know because like you want the emotion Mm -hmm. the WWE gives them the emotion you want technicality the WWE gives them it but if you don't give them Mm -hmm. exactly what they want on that particular night you're going to get that kind of bullshit you know I will say the finish was like at one point when Rollins had Ambrose on the ropes Ambrose kind of saved him out by like offering him the fist, yeah, and, I and, Ron, that, yeah, and Ron's yeah. went mental, 
and as Ambrose said, he would his emotions got the better of him, and that allowed Ambrose an opening to hit the dirty deeds and pick up the win. Yeah, yeah. Megan Ambrose, I didn't I forgot a three time IC champion now. Yeah, fuck. Forgot about that. Three time IC, one time US longest reigning US. No, but is he not one time world champ as yeah, well? Yeah, WWE champ. He's won money in the bank and then he cast him on Seth. Yeah. How long did he hold that? Like, like an hour. No, I mean, how long did Seth, but, uh, how long did Dean hold it? He held it to the first Smackdown pay-per-view backlash when he lost to AJ. Right. And then that led into them to their feud, which had, like, El- Ellsworth getting involved. Yeah. yeah the <laughs> Ellsworth having a fucking title match. <laughs> Although I did, like, heel Ellsworth, though. I did, like, heels Ellsworth, like, Daniel Bryan going mental on him after two seasons. What did you do? Oh, well, I can beat AJ Styles. Like, he's so delusional, like, even though he knows deep down, like, Ambrose helped you get those wins. Yeah, yeah. There would be nothing with, with it. this no chin music. Ah, oh, Ellsworth, man. Well, let's move on to the best match undoubtedly of the whole night, the women's TLC triple threat. Yes. And they did not hold back in this match. No. They did. And such a good result. I know. Well, well uh, Becky hit a leg, was maybe a leg drop on Charlotte. Essentially, all her weight of her arse landed right on Charlotte's like midsection, which essentially can... Oh, I could have Charlotte. I know. <laughs> Becky, Becky does not have a big ass, but a solid ass. Like, like, like Ron, uh, at one point, Charlotte had a sent, essentially a swanton through a table on the outside. Jesus man. And essentially, the finish comes of. We've been talking about the spots all day, but one bit where Ron, Charlotte, and Becky are fighting on the top. Well, out comes Ron. I can hear people cheering. I like, oh, somebody's coming out. And you see Ron, she just pushes the ladder yeah, over, yeah. and asks, she looks around like, fuck it. <laughs> Yeah, and but, again, like this, is, a lot of people actually see us now. We talked about uh, Becky when the Roman going on. To, yeah, yeah. A lot of people actually come out with a new theory of this that it's going to come down to Charlotte and Becky, and yeah. they're going to do a ninety-four situation where they both go at the same time and they both win. <sighs> so it's good, which would lead to a triple threat. That was so bad it. for Lex. I know, <laughs> but we, 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 but this time they'd, they'd first sense to not have two singles matches, but just one triple threat. Yeah, yeah. But I don't think that's going to happen. I think maybe it would be cool if it came down to Rondon. Uh, Ricky doing to Charlotte and Becky and then be- and they did kind of a handshake thing where Charlotte says then like go like essentially go and kick her ass yeah but hey Asuka, Asuka champion, champion finally yeah which, finally which makes, makes, well not, not including John Studd and uh, John Studd and Tatsu Jimron because there wasn't a prize for one in the Rumble then but because yeah, yeah. she's won the Rumble this makes Nakamura and Luger the only two Royal Rumble winners I believe People who have won a Royal Rumble but didn't go on to win a, d- a world title, I believe, in WWE. Yeah. Because Lexner won the title and Nakamura is US champion, but then but not WWE oh, champion. On. Don't you remember Lex's phenomenal tag team with British Bulldog, the Allied Powers? They fought and beat the Blues, bro- the Blue Brothers. <laughs> you were going to say the Blues Brothers, weren't you? I was, but who the fuck cares? <laughs> yeah, that happened. And we move on to Raw, this whole announcement, which I missed initially because... I couldn't figure out where the fuck Rod was because I've moved channel on this guy. Vince McMahon came out. Yeah, huh? With Stephanie and Triple H and Shane essentially said, sorry the show's been shit and by the show they mean Rock because Smackdown's actually been quite good. Yeah. Like, we're bad. We're going to, it's going to be the floor collectively to try and actively make things better. We're going to all come out and we're going to listen to you. Yes. If that's the case, why isn't Bray the champion now? Well, you see, people keep saying, well, if you're listening to this, why is this happening? Like, well, different people want different things. Like, you want Bray to be champion, but other people might not want you to be the champion. That is such a cop-out. 
But seeing those people that don't want to be... I'm just making... I'm just, I didn't, they didn't I say it, I'm saying that. But seeing those people that don't want Bray to be champion, most people are stupid. Well, what had Bray really done, though? He's done everything they allowed him to do. He's not been on TV, so... Yeah, have him come back. Fault. And, I know, I'm just saying. Can you fucking... I am not WWE, don't take it out on me. I'm not taking it out on you, I'm just you are terribly vexed. You are always vexed. I am not always vexed. You are always vexed. I am not. Sometimes I'm drunk. When you get, when you get drunk, you get easily vexed. True. Anyway, <laughs> I don't have time to argue with you. Okay, okay, fine. But anyway, moving on. They so say we're going to do new things and all that. And then Boron Corbin yeah. comes out and he complains he wants the decision over overruled from the night before because of the yeah. interference. And yeah. he went, yeah, no, we're not going to do that. We're going to make you in a match. And if you can win, you'll get your job back. Yeah. yeah. It's a match against Kurt Angle. And then they keep teasing it like, oh, I forgot. It's got a special guest referee. Out comes Heath Slayer. Yeah. Oh, by the way, it's a handicap match. Brings it all the guys from the night before, except for Braun. Oh, and by the way, it's a it's no DQ. They keep changing their... <laughs> I think yeah. so, like, once again, Corbin getting his come home after months of being a dick. Yeah. And now he's off. And he blames Seth afterwards for it because Seth cut that promo on a few weeks ago. He blames Seth? He blamed, in storyline he blames Seth because Seth cut that promo on him a, few, yeah. a week ago about all the problems of Ronnie. He went, it's your fault if you hadn't cut that. I was doing a good job until then. You you got in the McMahon's head and you got them main fireman and all that. And then, he, and, old, go, and then he goaded him saying like, Dean, you deserve to lose to Dean and that led to a scuffle which I think which I think Corbin is going to be on next week's Raw to fight Seth. And hopefully, like you said, he'll come out in regular ring, ring gear. Hopefully. I'm not hopeful, but you know. Do you think he'll be but, doing a cane and wearing a wig? No, he looks better bald. Corbin, that is. No, he doesn't. No one looks better bald. Some people look better bald. Look Austin, look look better. I was about to say the only person that looked good bald is Austin. Anyway. Perfect example of not tall, Shawn Michaels. Some people look better than others anyway, but let's move on. Okay. Uh, before Seth was got in that, he... Disguised himself as one of Dean's SWAT team guys. I've seen that. Right. And I could yeah. tell like he's like he's gonna be revealed as one of the SWAT team. Yeah, members, you can always guess. But uh, before that, Dean did a Seth and threw an open challenge to anyone not named Seth Rollins. Yeah. And Tyler Breeze answered, so it's good to see him get some TV time. Tyler Breeze gave a good fucking match yeah. as well. Also, he recently appeared in NXT, uh, on episode NXT TV, answering Ricochet's North American Title Open Challenge. Yeah. Looking more reminiscent, he, like he came out without the self that came out just the phone, reminiscent of his old, the like, the do early you, early NXT version you, of his character. Do you believe? Do you believe? You know how they say we're going to start listening to people. Mm-hmm. Do you believe Tyler Breeze will actually get some serious? I think some people are going to get some matches. Like now. they said, like with the whole thing, Finn finally getting something like that yeah. he didn't get before. That's probably part of this whole new new thing. Yeah, but uh, new faces are being teased. Like they announced. EC3, yeah, Lars Sullivan, that, Heavy yeah. Machinery, Nicky Cross and Lacey Evans. And remember, they say coming to WWE, which has me thinking some of them are going to go to SmackDown. And remember, it's going to be EC3 and Heavy Machinery to SmackDown. Yeah. And the other three staying on Raw. Sullivan and the other ones. And the other and two women on, which seems weird because Nicky Cross will be on Raw. Mm. And she's part, maybe part of Sanity who are on SmackDown, which makes no sense. Anyway, but then, but it's good with EC3 going to SmackDown because he used to be Derek Bateman, who used to mentor Derek Bateman. It's on SmackDown. Daniel Bryan. Oh. Ooh. And EC3 has been more of a face, so face EC3 v Daniel Bryan. Yeah, not many minutes. I know. Anyway, speaking of Daniel Bryan, he lost in a tag match and was pinned by Mustafa Ali. Cock. That man with the boobs. Yeah. 
Stop saying you're talking about the boobs. He has boobs. I know, but he's also a very good wrestler, and he's a young up-and-comer. He got moved from 205 and now he's in a thing a with the dummy. A young up-and-comer has very skills and a little pair of tits. Well, just shut up about the tits. Okay. Shut up. <laughs> he glisses by your like that guy. I know, but you keep mentioning it. That's nothing to do with him. That's not his main character. <laughs> it's your, you who can't see past it. You realise I brought this up just to see if I could get you to be like this guy. Shut up. About the guy. Okay. I don't care about the guy. Anyway. So I was saying. Ali came up. He's, he was on, one week he's on 205. One month he's on 205 Live. Getting like. Earlier this year when he was on the May kickoff show. He was originally in the Cruiser Classic. He was an alternate. He wasn't meant to be in the tournament. But he got in the tournament. Yeah. And now he's on two, he was on 205. Now he had a match against the Dirty Champion. He lost. He was a tag match involved in the Dirty Champion. He got the pin on the Dirty Champion. And rumour has it, Ali's going to get the title shot at the Rumble. So it's a new face and like the, re-title ma- the world title matches don't really matter at the Rumble because people are focused on the Rumble match itself. Yeah. Also it frees up more big, bigger, more established guys to be in the Rumble. And I really think the women's title thing, they should have like a champion with champion like Ronda Viasca. Because if it's the champions fighting each other, that frees up more current women on the roster to be in the Rumble match wouldn't itself. That, wouldn't that be cool if Asuka won that and won Ronda's title and then, you know... I doubt it, but you know. Ronda get pushed down the card and eventually disappear. That'd be cool. I don't think it would. I do. Well, I don't. Uh, well, because the McMahon's and McMahon's and Triple H are taking over both shows, kind of overseeing it. Paige has been removed of the lead of her general manager duties because she's not. But uh, she, but she will be around though still because like she's got be like promoting that film about her life that The Rock's making. Yeah, yeah. So that's they're gonna keep her around, but not as a GM. I don't know what she's gonna do. Yeah. They're going to give her a titanium neck and let her wrestle again. never know. That Brian came back. You never know. Very true. Uh, I don't even know what happened to Paige. Was it her neck? I think it was her neck, yeah. Uh, Ronda, we had a... They dedicated essentially the majority of the last hour of Raw to the women. They had an eight-women gauntlet match. I think Natalia might have won it. And she's going to face Ronda for the title next week. So it's like... And then also, they tease like Becky Lynch and Charlotte came out on SmackDown. Both of them wanted a title shot. Yeah. And they decided, no, we're going to give someone else a title shot. And Naomi actually got a title shot on TV. <laughs> she, got, she got... Well, she got something to do and Asuka got... Somebody new got a title shot and Asuka got to defend the title on TV. So again, titles being defended on TV. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Also, thing. The Revival won a match. They won a four-man thing. And now they're in the number one contenders to Rudin Gable. They beat AOP, Lucha House Party, and... Uh, the B-team, the B-team. Yeah. Also, they've taped next week and next week's Raw and SmackDown's on the same day because uh, like, cause they taped the next week's Raw after the Raw this week in SmackDown. Because yeah. that would mean that if they did them live, they'd have to work Christmas Eve and Christmas Day, which they, don't, which they don't want them to do. No. And yet, some reason, people are complaining that they taped. They're like, oh my God, can you imagine how many sets of two, three hour Raws? Like, would you rather they had to work on Christmas Day? Yeah, would you rather wrestlers not spend Christmas with the fucking family? Also, this Friday and Saturday, today and Saturday, I believe they're taping another Raw and SmackDown, which is going to be Eric, because that which will have, I mean yeah. they don't have to work New Year's also. Essentially, they want to avoid what they did last year. Cause What's that? What made them work Christmas, cause, which really apparently wasn't their decision, it was the network decision. Ah. Uh, uh, apparently some storylines that weren't even that good, but... Are being abandoned now during this wheel and like Shane turning heel after the rumble, which means that was pointless. But the tournament was always going to be pointless. Yeah. Bliss is not going to be GM, so now she's probably just going to sit in the sidelines until she's better. If she if she ever comes back, she will come back. She's good. If like because some people are in doubt, or some. I'm not in doubt. I'm saying like doctors and shit, or maybe. Doctors are wrong. Anyway, 
that, uh, what else? The SmackDown getting destroyed by Raw, that's been dropped. Good. Uh, so, I mean, Survivor Series was nothing. Good. And so, essentially, some of the minor storylines that we had to sit through and we knew we probably weren't going to mean anything, turns out, mean nothing. Yeah. But on the bright side, new people are getting it shots. Yeah. That is a good thing. We have not covered Frasier today, as we usually do. Yeah, yeah, we... we will be, on our next show, we will be covering not one, not two, but three Frasier episodes. Yes, that... With the final one being part, the first part of a two-parter, which we will cover on the episode After that. following that. So, yes. so we are in for a lot of good Frasier reviews. Yes, so see you for our last episode. It's technically the last time me and Paul will record this year. We're going to have an outtakes episode coming out just after sometime just after Christmas a few days after Christmas we will and have then, some great Christmas and New Year tales to tell you yeah, we will reconvene which will probably be a really long episode in the new year the first of 2019 which I'm very looking, much looking forward to indeed but in the meantime like I said our interview with Dave Bradshaw just went up yesterday at the time of recording so you can go listen to that yes it's very good and very insightful interview we'll see you and have a Merry Christmas Merry Christmas and bye Trapping weight. When he comes a snipping, we will snap the trap.